Hello and welcome to Calling All Cars from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Cars, a copyrighted program created by the Rio Grande Oil Company. San Rafael Police calling all cars, engine all cars. Be on the lookout for a gang of housebreakers known to be operating in San Rafael. Further details to follow. November day in 1934. 
Officer Mike Holloran of the San Rafael Police Force has just returned from his seat when Chief Stephen King summoned him to his office. You wanted to see me, Chief? Oh, yes. Come in, Holland. Something up? Oh, nothing new, but something we've got to break up. This gang of hoodlums that have been breaking in houses around here. There was another robbery last night. I've been working on that gang for some time now, Chief, and they're a tough bunch to crack. As a matter of fact, I've got a good idea who's behind them, but so far there's no proof. Nothing concrete. Well, it's up to somebody to get proof. The citizens and taxpayers are beginning to get sore about it. I've been thinking over an idea that might work, Chief. It's the only way I can see to get them with the evidence. Maybe it'd work if I could have some help. What is it? Well, I've been watching a fellow by the name of Peronini. Sam Peronini. He's a Portuguese. A night watchman. And I've got a hunch that he's the bird that's engineering all these jobs. What makes you think that? Well, in the first place, he knows his way around this town. Been here for some time. And in the second place, he hangs around with a bunch of pretty shady-looking birds. Well, what is this plan you were talking about? Just this. If I could have someone to go with me, I could get some old clothes and let my beard grow and try to get in with a gang. And that way, I'd have positive evidence. That's pretty risky business, all right. How do you know they wouldn't recognize you? I don't, but I'm pretty sure I could get away with it for a while. All right. Here's what we'll do. You officially leave town tonight for a business trip, only you don't really leave. Tonight about 10 o'clock, you come over to my house and we'll dope this thing out. You mean you're going to work with me? Exactly. We'll try this plan of yours and see what happens. Got any old clothes? I think I can dig some up. Good. I'll round up some of my own and we'll go to work. From tonight on, Holland, there are two less policemen in San Rafael and two more tramps in the freight yard. Pursuing this ingenious plan, Chief King leaves word that both he and Holland will be out of town for a few days. Then that night, he and Holland leave his home, change into old clothes, even apply a touch of makeup to complete their transformation. An hour later, as the 1120 Eureka night train pans into the little San Rafael station, two disreputable hobos swing from the last car and stand talking in the shadow of a side-tracked freight car. Well, so far, so good. Anybody watching that entrance to town would think we were just a couple of the boys. I feel dirty enough to be a bum. Hope I look like you. Don't worry, you do. As a matter of fact, if I saw you coming down the street and I was in uniform... I'd put in jail on the backyard. Well, we can't stand here all night. Let's go over to the taxi stand by the station and see if the drivers recognize us. If we can get by them, we're a cinch. Right, let's go. Wonder if we can bum a cup of coffee. I could stand one after that train ride, even though it was only a few blocks. Hmm, how'd you like to be a real hobo and do this all the time? No, thanks. I'm afraid I couldn't take it. Well, here's the test. There's one of the boys in front of his cab now. He knows me by sight. Come on. What are you going to say to him? Ask him for a plot or something. Watch him. <laughs> say, buddy, uh, where's a guy liable to find a flop house in this town? Me and my friend here just got in. We're dead tired. You're in the wrong town for that, buddy. This place don't run no free hotels for bums yet. Unless maybe you'd like to wait us in the trail, huh? No, no thanks. Maybe we made a mistake stopping here. Come on, Al. Let's do it. Okay. And thanks, buddy. Oh, so much of it, buddy. Must have a good police department here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, he didn't know you. Now what do we do? There's a place around the corner up here where Paranini hangs out. It's a sort of a dive. 
Maybe we could mosey in there and get an earful. I don't think we both ought to go in. I'll go in and you stick around in the near vicinity and see what happens. And if something does happen? Well, just use your own judgment. And it better be good. Okay. Let's part company here, then. I'll meet you up at the next corner in 15 minutes. Right. Good luck. Thanks. Same to you.
bounced out of that joint. See, look, boy. Drive me around the corner there, will you? Just pretend that you don't know me until we get away from here. I'm on a job. Oh, oh. Come on, Todd. Hey, uh, sure, I hadn't better put him away for a little while. 
I just sort of snapped my head with my gun, but I said, forget them. You are going to get yourself and all the rest of us in the jam at some time. All of us wanting to trap someone over the head with that toy. Okay, boss. I only thought it wouldn't hurt anything. Uh, come on. Let's go back to the car. He's gone to no more when he's a drunk. My car, huh? Death just breathed over at that time, Keith. I'm not breathing. I'll give him time to get car out of sight. He may play more tricks, and I don't want that nervous-fingered bird with a forty-five to satisfy his in on my head. Neither, Keith. I sure thought we were goners then. Say they go around the corner. Can we start? No, wait a minute. I've got a hunch. Sit tight and give them a little time. Yeah, but they'll give us a slip if we give them much more time. Better that than a couple of lead slugs in the back. Oh, quite good, you see. Wait a minute. Wait. Jump down and look as though you were free. Yeah, but... Quiet, do as I say. They might do that. They drove around the block and came back to make sure. Boy, am I glad you thought of that. Come on, get this thing started. I think we can follow them safely enough now, just as long as we don't get too close. Okay. Well, this is a private pier. We don't want any visitors hanging around. 
First time I ever know it was private. This chair belongs to the city. Listen, my guy. I said it was private. That meant what I said. That's fair. Watch it, Holland. He's got a gun in his pocket. Go on. Beat it before I let you have one. Sorry, but we're not going anywhere. Oh, yeah? Did he get you, Holland? No, miss. I think he's going to over the side of the pier and get a shot at them. Getting so foggy, you can't see anything out here. Yeah, I can hear him in the boat out there, but you can't see anything. What do we do now? Stick around see what happens. Listen, it's a squad car. Yeah. Well, they must have heard that shot. Come on, we don't want the boys to know what's up yet. They might spoil all the work we've done. Think we can make our own time? I think so. Come on. Here we are. Let this keep moving quick. Well, is this something? Running away from our own boys. It'll be funny if they start shooting. We can't stop to explain things now. Get a chance, swing into a gas station and turn off the lights. Maybe we can get them that way. There's one right up the road here. If I can make it before they spot it. Well, we've got a block on them. Step on it.
Wing headquarters for reinforcements, the two officers start preparing his house. But suddenly, when they are several blocks away, they see flames breaking out in the small bungalow. As they pull to a stop in front of the burning house, Jackson rushes out, jumps into a car parked in front, and drives away in the direction of Perenini. Letting him go, the officers do what they can to control the blaze until the fire department arrives, and then proceeds to the gang's hideout. Arriving there, they meet officers Kelly and Thor. We were just beginning to wonder what had happened to you, Chief. Well, we ran into a little fire back the road a ways. Unless my eyes are getting bad, the lad who set it is one of his gangs. There's just one more thing we can pin on him. Arson. Right. Well, let's get this over with. Kelly, you and Thor take the front door. See if you can get in without letting on who you are. Holland and I'll wait in the back until we hear you get in. Then we'll bust in and meet you halfway. Okay, Chief. Good luck, boys. Same to you, Chief. We'll see you inside. Right. Come on, Holland. Around the back. If we can get through the back door while they're talking to the boys at the front, we ought to be able to surprise them. I hope so. Quiet now.
to open their confidential files so that we may give you the true crime drama. And who further show their confidence by selecting Rio Grande Crack gasoline over all others to power their emergency cars. If you want to know why Rio Grande gets so many contracts from the West's biggest cities and counties, ask your Rio Grande dealer for a free copy of the latest issue of the Calling All Cars News, which explains for the first time the secret of Rio Grande's famous patented cracking process, an exclusive refining method which gives this unusable gasoline many features possessed by no other brand. You get a lot of interesting things every time you drive into a Rio Grande city. An interesting free publication, some free police money, which you can exchange for free gifts for boys and girls. And you also get a top-grade motor oil, guaranteed to contain no useless bulky filler, no wax, no worthless petroleum jelly. Sinclair motor oils in cans at 25 cents and 30 cents a quart have created a sensation in the oil industry by offering what is unquestionably the best motor oil money can buy. Frederick Lindsley is bidding you good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company. <laughs>